Hi, welcome to Beyond the Binding, a podcast where we talk about our favorite things, books. I'm Tiff. And I'm Moni. And we got a couple of books for you today, obviously. (laughs) I'm in a mood. (laughs) She's in a mood. (laughs) We've kind of got the giggles, so forgive us. It's been a few months, as per the usual. At this point, this is just what you should expect from us. This is who we are as people. We act... We're like, we should really record a podcast. Yeah, we should. We both have the books ready. Yeah, but not today. <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm tired frequently. I feel like that's that's my issue every time I'm over. I'm like, I need to go to bed mm-hmm. immediately. And ever since kiddo's been in school, I'm like, it's 830. That's sleeping time. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> School's but, great. But we're here. And... Uh, we're doing the things. Speaking of the things, we're going to bring up the podcast police. <laughs> we should. We should bring up the podcast police. Okay, so recently, Monty sent me a TikTok that was these white guys, like, basically saying that other guys that start podcasts because they have good conversations should be stopped. <laughs> By the podcast police. Yeah. We started a podcast because we have good conversations. So that hate mail we're always asking for, if the podcast police are here, feel free to email us at beyondthebindingpod at gmail.com. I remembered it this time. I'm so proud of you. I didn't fuck it up. Also, I checked our email. We have no email. So yet again, we are disappointed. We are. I think we will be crying ourselves to sleep for sure. You know, I might just do that because I can. I mean, I do frequently, so. I don't. I don't either. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I don't cry. No, I don't I actually have been like. I an emotionless robot by a friend because I didn't cry the movie up. That's okay. Somebody told me I was heartless because I didn't cry when we went to see Downton Abbey 2. And the mom was like, I'm sick and I might be dying. And someone turned and looked at me while they were crying and said, you're heartless. So. You know what? My friend that said I was an emotionless robot, she said something along the same line. (laughs) Because I look, she would send me songs when I was pregnant and right after I had kiddo, right? Mm -hmm. And she would be like, these songs make me cry so much because I think about my daughter and blah, blah, blah. And I was like. I'll give it a listen, and then I'll listen, and I'm like, yeah, that's a really good song. Blink, blink. (laughs) People can't see the blinks. But they're there. But they're there. They're there. And I'll just be like, yeah, it's a good song. I don't don't understand the crying thing, but... But... So she went on a mission. She was, like, making me watch all these sad scenes that are, like, notoriously, like, people sob at these scenes, like the intro to Up. And I'm sitting there watching it with hubs and Mm -hmm. her and he's crying and i turn and i look at her and she's a fucking bloody mess and i'm just like yeah it's sad i think part of that is is like things can be sad but they don't always necessarily like make you cry you know that's true but i've also like i can acknowledge yeah i can acknowledge that it's sad but it doesn't move me to emotion it's as i've gotten older I get a lot more emotional over things. Like, I fucking cried during Wish, the Disney movie. Like, what? Um, 
But I also never cried at Titanic or like any of those like big Ti- emotional people used to. We were supposed to cry at Titanic. You are supposed to cry when Jack dies. Why? Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> we're going to put that in. <laughs> my aunt was pregnant with my cousin that's 10 years younger for me. For me? Than, than you. When we were in. We went and saw that in theaters. She was like, this was a bad idea. This movie is like three hours long. She peed no less than six times. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But it was a good movie. But like, Yeah, because that thing crying. was on two VHSs. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I was like, this is how we're dating ourselves, by the way. We're like letting people know that we're decrepit. We are the 35s. Anyways. (laughs) 35-year-old ladies. I did just call a 20-year-old a child and he got a little bit offended. He really did, which was funny because he's definitely a child. He's definitely a child. Absolutely. He's like 15 days into 20. (laughs) Yeah, he's a baby. He is a baby. But, you know, it is what it is. So, uh... Speaking of books. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah, I know, right? I'm not the cleverest. Witty is not a description of me. Um, Occasionally funny accidentally. Maybe. This is uh, why you're not a Ravenclaw. Did you just call me a Rainclaw? <laughs> no, I said this is why you're not a Ravenclaw. A Ravenclaw. <laughs> you're right. I'm also not a rain cloth. Whatever the fuck that what is. What the fuck that is? I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, speaking of books. <laughs> I read a book today. Um, you did. I'm excited <coughs> to hear about it. I'm not going to edit that cough out. I'm Just fine. Leave it. <clears throat> okay. So I read a book called Rock, Paper, Scissor by Alice Feeney. I found this book yesterday. By like yesterday, I mean like 11 p.m. on the 3rd, because <laughs> it's currently the 5th. <laughs> but yes. I haven't gone to sleep, so it was yesterday. Anyways. Because somebody <laughs> took forever to get here. I don't know who it was. <clears throat> I don't know who got distracted by untangling yarn, but whoever the hell that was needed to calm down. <laughs> She's a cat. Um, so I found it, and I was like, oh, I got to read another book, because... Monty's got at least two prepared and we want to get two recorded before she goes back to work. So yes. I got to fucking read this book because I couldn't find the other book I was reading because I have that many books. It's a problem. So I then find a book that's not on my DBR and just start reading it. And I finished it. I read it all today. So Rock, Paper, Scissor, Alice Feeney. It's like a mystery thriller. I Ooh. give it a five out of five. I don't oh. often give books five out of five. You don't. But I wrote, the twists turned. I couldn't figure out what the fucking twist was. Like, I could not figure out what the mystery was. Oh, shit. I had a couple of working ideas that it was kind of pointing to. None of them were right. None of them. Oh, that's big. Yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised. <laughs> I'm talking about it today because it's so convoluted and I couldn't fucking write it all down. I got like... A little bit written and I was like my fucking hand hurts so it's got to be what you remember yeah I got you and I have the book still on my phone so I can reference it if I need to but I've got characters written down so our characters are Amelia oh Adam mm-hmm. Robin Henry and then Sam Sam doesn't really count he gets like one chapter in this book and the way it's written it's like a mix of third person and first person which is funny because in creative writing they tell you not to do that but so is it kind of like the Lucy every, Foley one that I was reading where there's like kind some of that every are every chapter is a diff- it's like different people. Right. Between those characters. 
And so whenever it's their own chapter, is it first person? Some of them. And some of them are third person. Yes. Interesting. Okay, Can't cool. Can't quite figure out really. I just noticed that some were, ab- like some of Amelia's were 100% in first person. And also, so I said that every chapter is like a different character talking. Mm-hmm. Every so often in there is a letter that was written on an anniversary. So Amelia and Adam are married, right? Okay. They The alliteration. Yes. They are going to the, they're from London. They're mm-hmm. going to the Scottish Highlands because Amelia won in a raffle uh, trip to a chapel that had been renovated Okay, from her job. Okay. She works. It would have been really funny for us to talk about this one when I talked about the Lucy Foley one. I just I, want that thrown out there now. I have two Lucy Foley books on my list now, by the way, because they've been bought for me. Um, because they were on my wish list, to be fair. Um, so... They're, like, trying to work on their marriage. The whole point of them going, like, taking this trip is because their marriage is crumbling, right? Mm -hmm. And so Amelia is talking about how they're going to either fix what's going on with their marriage or one of them would not be coming home. And you get the feeling that she's like, I'm going to stabby stab him, right? I love a stabby stab. Adam's point of view, and Adam gives you the same kind of idea like either we're gonna fix this or it's done forever but i don't think it can be fixed like he isn't as invested in fixing it he's like pretty mm. fucking close to done right okay so adam has i wrote it down because it's a big word prosopagnosia which is facial blindness so he literally mm. when he looks at people it looks like a van gogh painting so he can't he can't recognize his own wife like when he looks at her the uh-huh. only way he knows who she is is from her personality her body type like her hair color that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. he, he can't tell you what she looks like i'm gonna interrupt because i so have to tell you this real quick i'm so sorry no you're fine <laughs> um so tumblr has a theory that prince charming from cinderella is face blind and that's why he didn't recognize her that's the only fucking way it Which, makes sense it, yeah make it make sense well actually in the original like it's a masquerade so she would have had yeah, like a mask yes but, but in like the in the one, disney one that's the only way it makes sense yeah you're that, not wrong yeah yeah sorry okay go ahead so <laughs> anyway. he's got facial blindness there's a backstory um that kind of runs through his whole story about his mother he doesn't drive because he grew up poor his dad like left Mm -hmm. and he was raised by his mom and when he went or he was like 13 years old they were living basically in like section eight what we would call section eight um they call them like the blocks or something like that Mm -hmm. in the book he witnessed his mother being hit by a car like a hit and run murdered she was walking his dog because he refused to walk it like he begged her for it then refused to take care of it it was 13 years old yeah and kids she was walking his dog and got hit by a car and killed she was wearing a red kimono he has recurring nightmares about this instance but he is in different perspectives every time he he dreams it mm-hmm. and he couldn't he saw the person that hit his mom but he couldn't tell them who it was because because of the facial blindness, blindness. yeah so they got away with it oh shit you also kind of find out throughout the story that his mom 
while she had a job, she also had frequent men visitors. Every week was a new man. The walls uh. were thin. And she only wore the red kimono when she was having a guest. Mm. Not anything bad. He doesn't, like, hate her for it. Right? No, it's just... But you just find out that about her. Like his. So does that mean that the person that hit her is one of her male guests? No. Okay. I was just wondering because no. she was outside yeah. wearing it. Because so. you could... Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of like... I don't want to say it's a slow start because it wasn't because you get drawn in. They're going... It's a fucking blizzard. It's a snowstorm. They're getting there with very little gas left in their tank. They're driving a car from the 1970s. Adam is like, I wish we didn't have, I wish we had not come at all. He didn't want to go. He, you learned that he put his phone in the um, glove compartment of the car. Amelia took it out and tried to hide it in the house because he promised her that he would not work while they were there. Uh. He is a screenwriter. He adapts books into movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's won a BAFTA award. He's like, damn, really, a BAFTA. Yeah, he's really um, well renowned for what he does, right? So she's like, you're married to your books, blah 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 blah. So they're trying to like, I'm also married to my books. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, but they kind of have like close call moments where they they're like gonna hold hands and and there are some times where he's like i love you you're beautiful like not your he doesn't really ever say you're beautiful because he legitimately doesn't yeah he's got no idea but he tells her that her personality is beautiful or whatever whatever yeah because that's what he really knows Mm -hmm. so they're going on right every couple of chapters is a letter and it's not it's addressed to adam Mm -hmm. from his wife okay she writes him a letter on their anniversary every year. So their their first anniversary, she writes him the first letter. But the reason she does it is because when they first got together, she found the very first screenwrite, screenplay he ever wrote mm-hmm. because he was trying to get his own um, his own works created mm-hmm. and he wrote a screenplay, screen a screenplay, a screenplay called Screenplay. <laughs> Rock paper scissors. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. She finds it. She reads it. She gives him notes. And it kind of opens up their relationship. He's a lot less, like, cordoned off from her. Mm -hmm. And he's more open. And she winds up being the first person that reads anything that he writes. Whether it's a rewrite of a book or his own work that he's trying to get, like, published or produced or whatever. Um, And she's his beta. Kind of. Yeah. So... The first few letters that you get from the from the wife's perspective back before they're having problems, mm-hmm. you um, they're like happy. They're very in love. It was like a really big like a meet cute. They met at a movie theater kind of thing. And she alludes to within the first year, he's got a favorite author named Henry oh. Winter. Henry is one of the characters. Henry Winter. His name is Henry Winter. He writes like horror thriller novels. It's a hell of an author name for sure. It is. That happens sometimes. Oh, um, okay. My Netflix sound just happened with my TV not even lit up for Netflix. Um, well. Yeah, I don't know. This is about as creepy as yesterday. Bro, it happens all the time. All the time. Anyway, so Henry Winter. He notoriously will not let his books be adapted into screenplays. 
he doesn't want it to happen mm. and his manager manager the guy that like public gets his books published for him like he sends his manuscripts to them uh his uh uh not editor no 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 it's the fucking what's that shit called it's not a publicist no it's not a manager i'm gonna pull up it's the book. a freaking oh my god that's gonna drive me crazy yeah, i'm pulling up the book maybe kindle app hello what is that called oh my god agent oh. agent oh dun 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 damn i'm good his agent has always like been the one that kind of fields so that he doesn't get any of these requests he just shoots them down immediately right his agent mysteriously and suddenly dies (gasps) and like asp (laughs) like asp yes and uh amelia not amelia the wife because it's she's not ever named in the letters right so in the letters it's your wife i feel like that's important because i was confused by it as i was reading it like why isn't ever like adam gets named a whole lot but she never names herself it's interesting so she never names herself in her letters and he also doesn't know what she looks this is interesting it is yeah it's interesting um she implications implies that she did something with henry or to henry because henry then reaches out with his new agent and asks Adam to adapt one of his books into a screen right a screenplay so what did she do to get that you'll so, find out okay yeah okay so he adapts the the first book black metal sex sorry go ahead no you're fine she thinks that it's only gonna be one book and that's it but he winds up adapting like three or four of his books and his screenplays and he gets renowned for it like they make good money because these are like box office hits that Damn. he's writing yeah and he that's why he's got the bafta yeah and he doesn't get his production he doesn't get uh rock paper scissors um adapted like at all he kind of puts his own work on a back burner and starts um like going after henry's approval if that makes sense like he it's mm-hmm. all, he admits in one of his passages that he sees henry as a surrogate father because he didn't have a father and his mother oh, died so young boo boo you're supposed to get therapy not daddy issues yeah ah. he got a whole lot of a whole slew oh, of issues he damn. has he he got daddy issues and mommy issues yeah shit that's a rough life so you kind of realize that he like as the letters from the wife go on Mm -hmm. he gets more and more involved in what will make henry happy how can i like achieve and maybe get henry to praise me kind of thing Mm -hmm. and his wife is just like i just wish that you cared about me the way you care about your work and they the whole premise is that every year like the chapter for Mm -hmm. the the chapter title for the letters is whatever the traditional wedding gift for that anniversary is oh yeah because there's like a certain thing for each year the first year's paper i believe yeah i think that's right it goes literally every chapter goes through them up to the 13th that would make sense if the first time she wrote him a note and it was paper yeah yeah so but the letters are never seen by him she literally says i write you these letters but you're never going to get them off the premise because his screenplay 
the premise of that was the there was a wife and a husband and the wife when they got married wrote him a letter that she never intended him to see every year on their anniversary thinking that at some point maybe when they're older or when she's dead he'd have them he can have them and read them but then she realizes that she's writing stuff that she thinks that he would leave if he knew about Mm -hmm. in these letters and is like you're probably never going to see these like as she's writing them she recalls whole conversations that they have and like how he made her feel and they always give each other the anniversary gift for like the traditional anniversary gift and it's always really thought out until closer to the end when they get to ceramic he gives her a ceramic uh class like gift card and she gives him a mug that has like a quippy writer saying Mm. something like that but generic af yeah all of the other ones up until then with the exception of like one of them were really thought out and caring and you can tell that they love each other Mm mm-hmm even despite the problems that they have. And she talks to him about like, maybe we shouldn't be together. And he's like, let's play rock, paper, scissor for it. Because they always do that when they need to make a decision. And she makes note through all of the letters that he always lets her win. She always picks scissors and he always picks paper to let her win rock, paper, scissor. Interesting. But he would tailor the bet. I put that in quotations. The bet. He knows she's going to pick scissors. So she says, I, do you think we should be together? And he says, let's rock, paper, scissor for it. And she goes, okay. And he was like, to be clear, if I lose, we stay together. Or if I win, we stay together is what he said. And she goes, oh, cause he knows what she's going to throw. Right. And he goes, she goes, yeah. And he goes, okay. And they both throw, to- throw rock, which is the first time in the, in the like nine years they've been together that they tie. And then they both throw the same thing again. I think it's like paper. And then the third time she throws rock and he throws paper again and he wins. And so he's like, well, I guess we got to stay together. You know, it's good, though, because even if I lost, we were going to stay together because I love you. (laughs) Like, okay, they have a really weird way of weird, like showing it. Like, she'll be like, do you love me? And he goes, almost always. Like, it's just how they he doesn't he doesn't say it in like a condescending it's just they kind of joke back and forth she says it back to him too so Mm -hmm. like it's a them banter kind of okay um i guess if that works for them whatever not sure how well it's working considering there are a few times where he's like no i will always love you we will always you will always be the only one for me or the love of my life like he's very direct sometimes Mm -hmm. but a lot of times he's just kind of like back in his own head right he just spends a lot of time in his own place and the more amelia and him talk like in the present you're like do these people even fucking like each other and then you're like reading the downfall of a marriage right and you're like how are they even like i get it i get why they're here now as all of that's also amelia is asthmatic the okay. place that they're staying in seems haunted. Ooh. It's got a history of being haunted. There's literally love nobody a in good the spooky town. time. Yeah, there's nobody in the town. The pubs closed down. There's they're in the fucking highlands at Blackwater Lock. There's literally nobody, and it's the middle of a snowstorm. There's weird smiley faces. The house is dusty AF. 
everywhere except for where they're supposed to sleep, which is an exact replica of what their bedroom in their house looks like. Decorations, paint, everything. Um, and Adam's like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm with Adam. And she's like... That is some unparalleled, like, levels of fucking creepiness. Also, Adam is hyper superstitious. What, what the wife gives him on their first anniversary is a paper crane that she origamied. Oh. Because it, it's a... It means luck. Yeah. It's a good luck charm. Yeah. And he puts it in his wallet and he keeps it. The first night that they're, that Amelia and him are at the house, they decide to stay. That's even some though, white people shit. Even though... As a white people, that's some white people shit. Well, they can't leave because they have very little gas. It's a big storm. So they're like, we're going to stay right out the storm and then we'll leave tomorrow. I also have a dog. His name is Bob. <laughs> He's a black lab and he's very cute. His name is just Bob. His name is Bob. Bob. Um, this Amelia is my dog, Bob. At a dog, like a dog home rescue. And mm-hmm. you find out that the way that Adam proposed was by putting a collar on a puppy that the With wife the wanted that said, will you marry me? Oh. And that's how he proposed. Okay. Bob was the puppy. Bob. Bob. Anyway, so Bob... There are rules like he can't go in the big room, but he has a dog bed out in the hallway and everything. They they care about that. So the, a lot of the room, the hallway upstairs in this house, almost all of the doors are locked. There's one door that isn't, and it's the door to their room. Okay. There's a door that says, keep out danger. It's the door to the bell tower. They wind up going up there, and they're a little bit drunk. And That's Adam kind of... No. Adam, there's no railing either. Adam kind of thinks Amelia wants to off him. He keeps making references to having cheated once. Hmm. And they're also like this whole trip was suggested by a counselor. Like they take a weekend away. And um, Amelia has admitted to cheating in therapy. Okay. You find that out a little later on. So it's like. Adam's got a hanky feeling about Amelia because he can't see her face, so he can't read, like, her emotions or tell if she's lying by facial expression. Yeah. But he's like, she's acting weird, and she's been hiding things, and I know she's lying because I've caught her in the lies because he found his phone after he watched her take it out of the car, and he brought it anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they're, like, he... They're like sitting out by the bell looking out at the sky because the snow finally stopped. They're looking at the, the stars and um, she they get up to go inside because it's freezing and she accidentally knocks into the bell because he pull, he goes in to kiss her and she knocks. She backs away. Ooh, knocks into the bell. Not like super hard that the bell gongs, but enough that it wakes up a shitload of bats that were sleeping in the bell oh those poor bats yes which then start swarming out and they like fly near adam's face adam like leans away to get back he's a little drunk so he loses his balance he falls and he thinks he's gonna fall off the top of the chapel and she like freezes she doesn't immediately try to catch (laughs) okay she did the fawn moment and the wall that he falls into starts to fucking crumble oh shit start falling to the ground well it did say danger y'all yeah so she eventually grabs him and he's like you were gonna let me die and that's when you find out he has nightmares because then he's immediate like i'm so glad we're leaving his dream starts with them 
getting in the car and leaving but then it's like why is it red and like it's raining blood and then they hit his mom in the yeah room. and he wakes up because amelia wakes him up and it then she starts frantically taking notes and she tells him that she takes these notes to try and help him remember the face of the person that hit his mother uh-huh because he can't he, he can't recognize it but she tries to get every detail that he does remember so she writes it down is the person who hit his mom henry no that would be funny though it would be funny <laughs> it would be really for- funny for him to be like this guy that i like worship as my father even though i don't have a father in fact killed my fucking mom <laughs> or better yet did the dad kill the mom <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay, so this is when we anyway, introduce sorry. new character Robin. Okay. She comes in like halfway through the book and you're like, who the fuck is this chick? Because there's no like lead up. She lives in, she's the only person that lives near the, the chapel. She lives in a like thatched two bedroom or two room cabin, like a 15 minute walk on a good day okay. away from the chapel. She can see it from her house. She lives with a bunny. Aww. <laughs> named oscar <laughs> what is with these people and their weird ass names for their animals bob there's a history oscar. there's a history of this bunny's name i will tell you don't let me forget i will okay tell you. we're getting to the twisty stuff okay twisties you find out robin is the one that invited these two to the house and she fucking hates them and you're like she's got some things she's like enacting right she goes into the house when they're um, in there the first mm-hmm. night and you find out that Adam shut the generator off and shut all the lights off in the house. You find out later that he did that because he was hoping that without lights, Amelia would want to go the fuck home uh. and that it would make her leave. Um, they She chalks it up to the storm and she's like, well, we're here. But when they find out somebody's been in the house because they can hear the noises and then Bob goes missing. <gasps> Not the yeah. dog. And then they, they're like, let's go knock on that, that house, the like hut down the road and see if they can, if they've seen Bob or offer like a reward. So they go and they knock on the door and nobody answers. Well, Adam walks around the house and he sees what he describes as an old lady because she's got like graying hair, mm-hmm. but he can't see, see facial face. features. Yeah. You don't really know what Robin looks like other than she's got gray hair and she's not as young as she used to be is kind of how she describes herself yeah Um, i mean hardcore same she doesn't take care of herself the way she used to she eats mostly tinned food which is like canned cheese canned beans um that poor robin we need to fix that for her she prefers it that way at this point um so you find out she's kind of fucking with them right well she refuses to like answer the door or okay. help them, but she can hear everything they're saying. Okay. Adam, when he looked in the window, he saw like he saw candles everywhere and the fact that she had a bunny in her lap because she was petting Oscar. And he tells Amelia, she's got like a hundred candles in there. She's old. She's got a bunny. There's probably some kind of witchcraft thing because they had just found a pamphlet in the chapel that said it used to be a place where they would hold witches before they would burn them at the stake. Oh it's my. in Scotland, remind, remember. And in their basement, which they call the crypt because it's an old church. The crypt keeper. Sorry. <laughs> it got renovated into like a wine cellar, but on the walls are like um, iron rings where 
One would be shackled. Manacles. Yeah. So they, they're freaked out, right? Like they're like, shit's going down. We got to get the fuck out of Dodge. We can't find our dog. He's not anywhere in the house. There's only one way in and out of the house and the door was locked all night. So how the fuck did the dog get out? We don't know where he is. There's no tracks because it's been snowing pretty much fucking constantly. They go, they open the door because they're like, well, he's not here. We got to go look somewhere else after they gave up at the lady's house. And um, they're like, maybe we can go find because there's no cell phone service. Um, Amelia finds out that Adam has his cell phone when they're when the lights go off initially because he drops the trap door to the crypt when she's down there. Uh-huh. And then she starts having an asthma attack because she's panicking. And so he uses his phone to find the stairs to help her get back up. And she's like, I knew you fucking brought it, basically. <laughs> so wow. he's like, I knew you hit it. Like, they're just kind of snarky at each other. and you're They're like, not having a good time at all. Mm-mm. Sometimes you're like, mm. They at least want to fuck. It doesn't have spice, though. There's, like, not really... There's no sex scenes. Not, okay. There's, like, we had sex two times that day. It was the best sex of my life. That kind of thing. But there's no sexual description. It's not detailed. No. So, I'm, I'm wondering if at this point I should just jump to some of the twisties. Because I've kind of laid it out for you. Right? All right. Twisties. Let's go. Bob is missing. Robin is fucking with them. She's coming in the house and changing right. things about the house. Oh, one thing that's important. Um, on the stairwell, there are pictures. Okay. Adam can't tell who the people in the pictures right, are. He never asks Amelia. There are three pictures at the end that should be there. You can tell they would be there. Mm-hmm. But there are three rusty nails and like. The pictures what, are gone. Yeah, like the ghost of where the frames used to sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Very uh, picture of Dorian Gray S. Yeah. Got it. So they, I don't really know how to jump into it seamlessly, but it, they find a secret door in the library, which is the lounge that okay. Robin had left unlocked. She had been in and out of that. She hid in it the first night when she was hiding from them. When she stole Bob, she hid in that. And it's, um, it's, it's uh what's it called an office like a work a writer's work office what's it called uh writer's work office it's just a fucking it's like a secret office i don't have a, like a i think it starts uh, like with a, an l uh, uh it's fine it's i don't know i'm going like all, all i can think of is writer's workshop <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't Which know my, can't be my right. brain farting i literally just read this today so they find that. Okay. And Adam's like, I I recognize this room. And Amelia's like, how do you fucking recognize this room? Well, a lot less F-bombs. But yeah, I mean, of course. Um, and he's like, I know who this room belongs to. I've seen it in pictures. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, Henry has only submitted one picture to like a magazine for interviews and it was of this room him sitting in front of that desk which was originally owned by Agatha Christie <gasps> an Agatha Christie desk yeah I love an Agatha Christie moment and so he's like this is this is Henry's house the house they're staying in belongs to Henry winter winter 
Okay. Okay. So. Okay. So the the next day that Robin really fucks with them, she brings Bob out or like back to the house. Mm-hmm. I, you, you never really know if she leaves with him or if she just hides him somewhere in the house. Right. But Bob's back yep. is the point. But not in view of Adam or Amelia. She only utilizes Bob to get him to bark outside so that they'll come outside. Oh, okay. They come outside. They're like, Bob's got to be out here. And they get distracted because there's a graveyard behind the house. Mm-hmm. Now, and it's important to note that Henry Winter has submitted manuscripts for novels in the past two years. You find out Adam has decided that he is no longer going to be writing plays, like play screenplays, screenplays. Thank you for Henry anymore, because Henry basically on the Graham Norton show said that he hates how his books were adapted into films. He does not like the screenplays. He does not think that Adam did a good job, but other people love him. Wow. He like publicly denounces Adam. So Adam's like, we're done. I'm one of wow. my stuff. Rejected by his daddy again. Yeah. So damn, that has to hurt. Therapy, my man. I guess it's important to say also in all of the um letters from the wife, she notes that any function that they go to, Adam is like, Do you see Henry? If like if Henry's supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And almost every time she tells him she doesn't. Even and then at the end of the letter she'll be like I didn't bother to tell Adam that I saw Henry multiple times and he was desperately trying to get our attention all night. Like, she's creeped out by him. At one point, she comes home from work on their anniversary and Uh Henry is in their their kitchen having wine with Adam and he asks if it's cool if he stays the night. And the wife is like, I'm just going to pack up and go with friends anyway. So, you know, have fun because Adam seems like he really wants this. Uh And she's like, I was really disappointed with that. Like... So she feels like he's a wedge in their marriage. Kind of because Adam is so like beholden. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Oh, he's beholden. Is it? I don't know. He's fucking like Henry's got him by the balls. He's like, yeah. can't do anything unless he's got Henry's approval. And okay. So Henry's like this constant backdrop, right? Okay. In their thing. And Amelia and him talk frequently or they in their own chapters they think frequently about how they have similar backgrounds amelia's parents died in a car accident when her mom was pregnant with her and then she got lucky that there was like an emt or a surgeon driving by when the accident happened that like birthed her okay and she lived life like in the foster care system she grew up basically in the london projects just like adam okay it was like the invisible string kind of theory. Yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places they were at the same time, probably. That they could have met, but they didn't. They didn't meet till the right time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cool. So they go outside and Adam's looking and he sees the cemetery like off in the back. And he's like, that's different because prior to this, everything was covered in snow. Because they've gotten, like, feet of snow. Their mm-hmm. car. Oh, also the car. They tried to leave. Yeah, I would hope when, so. On the day they were looking for Bob, they tried to leave to go find service and, like, talk to somebody in the nearby town. All four of their tires were, like, flat. And not just 
flat, like straight up slash with a knife. Like you could see a giant like smiley face cut style, like fucked with. And you're like, okay, Robin probably did that because you know Robin's fucking with them at this right. point. They know because Robin, Robin hates them. They know for reasons unknown. Robin is fucking with them, but they don't know it's Robin. Right. They think she's the housekeeper. But they know that somebody's fucking with them. Yes. So they go back to see because Adam sees an un like a a snow brushed tombstone. It's a tombstone without snow on it and it looks new. And this is in a cemetery that's like <clears throat> centuries old. Centuries old. Because has really only old tombs or old like uh, graves in it. Right. <coughs> Because the chapel hasn't been used since the 1800s and it was renovated for private use. Mm -hmm. They go up to the tombstone and they read it and it says, Henry Winter, born in 1937, died in 2018, father of one, writer of many, or author of many. That's okay. what like, is engraved. So Adam's like, but he wrote, there's... There can't be anybody in this because he was submitting like he wrote books. And so unless, of course, that child of his is ghostwriting his shit. Amelia's like, this is fucking weird. Like she's weirded out. And on top of Henry's tombstone is a red leather collar, which is Bob's. Bob's. Yes. And so then they're like. Oh, now she's now they're fucking with us. They'd seen her go in because they mm -hmm. when they were trying to get signal, they went up on a, a mountain across the the way, like a ways away from their um, the chapel, but they could still see it, and mm -hmm. they saw her go into it, but they couldn't find her when they went in it with her. Yeah, so they knew she was fucking with them. Right. So then, after they find Henry's tombstone. They go back in and Adam's like, are, you have to like play a part in this because they're in the office and he's pulling out because the desk has a bunch of um, little drawers. I'm going to cough. Okay. <coughs> I feel better now. <clears throat> desk has a bunch of little drawers and he starts opening them and he finds a paper crane, um, a bunch of copper pennies with smiley faces like mm. punched out of them. A broken mug with a quippy, the same mm. phrase that he was gifted. Uh -huh. And he looks at Amelia and he's like, you've got to be in on this. Like, you have to be in on this. Why are you doing this? Right. And then he starts thinking and he's like, come with me. And he like, because he wants to see if she's lying by, he can tell by the way her voice sounds because she's asthmatic. Mm -hmm. And when she panics her yeah. asthma starts working up so he takes her to the stairwell and he's like who are in these pictures like he's asking her and she's like i think that's henry as a boy like a young yeah. guy and then they're walking up the stairs and she's like explaining them to him mm -hmm. and then she's like adam the pictures are back the, the three, three pictures that, we're missing. that we're missing are back and then you find out there are pictures of adam but adam doesn't recognize his own face because right, it affects him. Yeah. And she's like, that's you and your first wife. There's no mention of a first wife. You assume Amelia is his first wife. 
I'd really honestly kind of assumed that when you said the thing kinda, about the just signing just the wife's name. Yeah, so, yeah. I kind of gave it away. Yeah, a little bit, you but it's okay. You don't get, I must say, I wouldn't have got it if I read it. No. So, so you're like, well, fuck. And then you find out what the first wife's name was. Robin. The first wife's name was Robin. So, in the last, le- the last letter that is written from the wife uh-huh before you really find out all the nitty fucking gritty mm-hmm. robin or the last two so the the second to last one she's like my friend showed up on our anniversary we were having wine it was kind of low-key anyways we were just gonna watch tv and like they weren't doing anything special and her friend that she had finally like befriended at work showed up to their house like sobbing with this like oh, my dating life is hell. I, I got threatened by a man I was on a date with, so I just came here because I didn't know where else to go, blah, blah, blah. And she, the wife noted, notes, I'm going to say Robin because I've given yeah. it away. Robin notes that she changed her hair where she previously had curly, like poofy, mousy brown hair. She now has pin straight, long blonde hair because that's is what Amelia. Robin has. Yes. Okay. It's Amelia. You don't find out that it's Amelia for a while. But. But yes. This is where we're going. Logical conclusion. Gotcha. It's Amelia. She's dressed differently than she normally does. She's wearing heels and like a tight dress. And she stays with them at their house on Mm -hmm. their anniversary drinking champagne with them the whole night. And Amelia's or not Amelia. Robin's like, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know why I didn't like bring her around you before because she asks Adam, do you think she's like beautiful or do you like like her? She gets um, insecure. Yeah, a little bit insecure. And Adam's like, I think she's an actress. I think she's an actress. And and um, Robin's like, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, I just think she was sad kind of thing. And Adam's like, I just love you because of who you are kind of thing. And right. He's like telling her all the stuff. Well, the last letter that she get you get before all this crazy shit starts happening uh she comes home because he gives her a nope that's a previous one she comes home early from work or whatever she was doing Mm -hmm. he was supposed to be doing something else and home by five okay she comes from early she find i totally think i just fucked up but she comes home early not (laughs) early (laughs) oh my god and she finds Amelia and Adam in bed together. Yeah, of course. She's pissed off. She leaves. She takes off the sapphire ring, which is the only thing Adam had from his mother left. Uh-huh. That he, that was her engagement ring and her wedding ring. And she leaves him. She leaves the house. She goes out in their front yard because their fifth anniversary is wood. Mm-hmm. She digs up the magnolia tree that he planted in her previously perfect front lawn because she like get it robin she (laughs) brings the tree inside go crazy bitch it was like a a sapling when he planted it it's Mm -hmm. bigger than her now because it's their 10th anniversary okay drags the tree up the stairs puts it in the bed with him and covers it up and then fucking leaves (laughs) like she's doing the fucking horse head from godfather yes i love robin so she i am obsessed with her same so she hated the tree the day he put it in because she loved her lawn and 
she and it, thought it wasn't really well thought out right okay so yeah she puts the tree in the bed and she leaves so when he slept with amelia did he know it was amelia or did he know did he think it was robin when she opens the door the first thing he said was i thought it was you okay and she's like he was fucking lying okay. i knew he was lying so she pieces the fuck out she leaves bob she leaves the ring she's gone okay you find out that the ring that amelia has been wearing this whole time is the sapphire ring it is she pressured adam you find out that she pressured adam to wear it and he was like i don't know why she would want to wear a ring that was my mother's and then my wife's because she's like the freaking <laughs> what is that the the boiling the bunny lady no <laughs> no the freaking um what's that movie where a single white female oh she's like single white female where she like basically takes over somebody else's yeah, life basically. yes so she like as soon as the divorce papers are signed she books them like to get married at the same like justice of the peace essentially mm-hmm. that adam and robin got married at see told you single white female you also find out that henry is in the background of the picture of robin and adam at their wedding Adam didn't know he was there and Robin didn't know he was there because Henry is Robin's dad. And the thing that Robin did was break her no contact with him for years and years and years to ask him if he would let Adam uh, okay. screenwrite one of okay. his books. Okay. So it wasn't anything untoward there, but she compromised herself. Right. Because Adam never knew that Henry was her dad. Right. And you find out that Robin thinks that Henry killed her mother. Okay, and that's why she's no contact in yes, the first place. and because he was controlling, and she says that he broke down all of her dreams. Like, if she wrote things, he told her that she was a terrible writer. He sent Which her off to a Which is interesting, because now she's writing as shit. She is, she is shadow writing him. Yeah, ghost writing. him. She's shadow ghost writing his shit. She's talking to everybody as him. So, that's the twist, right? Okay. Adam is married to the woman that he cheated on Robin with. Robin is now, Robin writes Adam a letter. Okay like all the other letters and she's like this is the only letter you're probably ever going to read and she's like you have three options rock basically you you leave her and you come stay with me like paper is something else that's like i don't have all of them and then she goes scissors you don't want to find out what scissors is damn i love robin but she also explains that Henry had her basically under surveillance from a private investigator the whole time that Adam and her were together because mm -hmm. he found out where Robin was because Robin changed her last name when she ran away from her dad at 18. Uh-huh. So it wasn't Robin Winter. It was technically her name is Alexandra Robin, but she goes by Robin. She thinks she says that that's the only thing she loves that her dad gave her was her name because okay. he made her middle name Robin and that's what she went by. Mm-hmm. She changed her last name, and then when she reached out to him to see if he would help Adam with his career, mm -hmm. he kind of got his claws in. He knew where she was. He hired a PI to follow her and, like, update him. Mm -hmm. So she has all the information because when she was leaving Adam after she found out that he cheated was right about the same time that she got a call from Henry saying, I'm dying. Please come. I just need you kind of thing. Okay. And so she's like, I don't fucking have anywhere else to go. I guess I'm going back to Scotland because she grew up in the chapel. Right. And so she gets there and he's like, I'm dying. She helps him fill out AMA leave 
forms from the hospital and takes him home and he explains like where his will is that he wants to be cremated all of this stuff and like mm-hmm. my my agent knows what to do about all my books and all of that and this is what i want you to do and she's like okay whatever yeah so he goes you should go get us some wine they were gonna like he pretends that they're gonna toast or something she's like sure i'll go down so she goes down and gets wine she comes back up and he's oh he finds out the latest book that he wrote his last book he ever wrote himself became a new york times bestseller okay he takes pills while she's down in the in the crypt getting wine and he kills himself okay and she instead of cremating him drags his ass out back Uh uh-huh and buries him in the cemetery Good for her. Fuck you. You're going to take fucking pills on me and die. Bitch, please. She was okay with it. She was like, at least you got to go the way he wanted to go. Well, that's fine. But that doesn't mean I have to bury you the way you want me. He had lots of money, too. So, but she was, you know, you find out that he had carved all of these owls and rabbit statues. He liked woodworking and metalworking mm-hmm. and or stoneworking, not metalworking, um, like in the trees that blocked his view of the lock. And he had also bought out the pub that was down the road from the chapel mm-hmm. so that he could close it because he wanted isolation. He was a self-proclaimed hermit. Okay. Adam didn't know he had a child and they talked regularly up until Adam was like, peace out. I'm done. Okay. So. And when Adam said, peace out, I'm done. Was that before he cheated on his first wife? Um, I just need a timeline here. I'm sorry. I No. I think Adam stopped talking to Henry when he was with Amelia. Because Amelia doesn't realize he's not talking to Henry. Okay. I It doesn't like, okay. make it I was specific, just but I'm pretty very sure curious. after him and Robin have ended. Okay. Um. So, Robin finds out that he was in the middle of writing a manuscript. She finishes it for him mm-hmm. and sends it in because she's like, I don't fucking he he had her like a list of people to tell that would disseminate the information that he had died. She was like, I'm not fucking telling anybody. I buried him. He didn't want that. I don't care. I bought him a tombstone with the money that I that, that I have because I have all of the access to his banks now. Mm-hmm. She's straight up committing fraud. But it is I fucking love her. She carves the like his what's on his tombstone mm-hmm. with his own stone like chisels and stuff love it and then she writes two books under his name in the time that he's dead that she's been divorced from adam i fucking Until- love her so you find out that the weekend oh also it was important to note that they got married on february 29th a leap year of 2028 or sorry 2008, 2008. And- <laughs> jumping into the fucking future Damn. um so they got married on a leap year and the only date that was available for this chapel for them to go visit was the weekend of that anniversary okay. but adam wasn't like thinking about that so apparently not when they're having all of these uh epiphanies mm-hmm. fi- figuring out that it couldn't have been henry that like set them up because henry is a troglodyte essentially and adam thinks he's a troglodyte because henry's very outspoken about I fucking don't do phones. They cause cancer kind of thing. Yeah. He's also like 80. Um, You find out he does, in fact, have a laptop. He shows it to Robin. He's like, yeah, I just like to keep up the mystique that I don't like technology. But this makes it a lot easier to edit my books. And then I write them on a typewriter and send that 
to my <laughs> agent. Oh my god. It's very whatever. For fucking what? You find out he has a bunny in his office when Rob when he takes Robin into his office for is the first Oscar? time in her life. It's Oscar, but Oscar is named a Robin and he thinks it's a girl. Oh. And you find out that every password he has for everything on his This is before you know that she's his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Every password is Robin. There's a room in his house that you find out because Robin unlocks all the doors to the rooms that was his that's got like glass-faced cabinets all around it uh-huh. filled with tiny carvings of Robins. So Robin is like he was controlling. He wanted like to like hoard me like he and didn't want to he... let me fly, fly free. Uh-huh. So this is where it gets a little like a little more twisty, right? Okay. So she tells... In the letter that she writes Adam uh-huh. and lets him read, my dad's been having me watched since we've known each other. He also looked into your background. He did a whole bunch of research. He finds out that Amelia is the one that killed your mom. Like she goes into like more depth. She had a criminal background. She had a history of like stealing cars. And that day she was arrested for like dangering like basically homicide with a vehicle hitting uh-huh. but they couldn't convict her because adam couldn't identify her right <clears throat> so she knew adam when he was 13 years old okay she like knew who he was yeah. before she tried to seduce him mm-hmm. as an adult so yeah, amelia kills adam's mom okay and then adam's like did you do this? He's, he's like confronting Amelia. And as he's confronting her, Robin comes up behind her and stabs her with her, her own mother, like Robin's mother's antique, like swan scissors that she has. She has these gold handled, they're like bird scissors. I love the drama. Um, apparently her mom died in a clawed foot bathtub. She drowned and he thought, she thought her dad did it. Right. Dad wrote a book that was basically that story uh-huh and she thought he was like an evil murdery crazy guy when her mom died after like everything was done he took all of the clawfoot bathtubs out of their house he basically got rid of every- anything that had any resemblance to anything that her mom loved he got rid of all the pots and pans he refused to have anything that could cook because her mom loved cooking and so their housekeeper would bring over tons of frozen meals that she would prepare at her house and her house and mm-hmm. put them in like a i call them body freezers like the chest freezers yeah yeah, yeah. the big so, open it up you yeah. can fit a body in there so, i got yeah, you body freezers so that he could have something to eat so basically after he dies that's what amelia lives off of are these freezer meals mm-hmm. because she can't cook anything at the house so or not amelia robin sorry so yeah you find all that out Robin stab murders Amelia. Good for her. Cool. So then the next chapter, or then you find out that Robin and Adam get back together because this whole time she's like, she writes two letters in the two years that they've been divorced where Mm -hmm. she's like, at first I wanted you both dead. And then I kind of hated you both, but now I'm, I just miss you and I still love you and I forgive you for cheating on me. Right. She's like, we had it so much better before when we lived in that tiny flat before we got wealthy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with her going back to him, but she's a little 
she's a little crazier than it leads on to because it kind of leads up that she's absolutely batshit uh-huh and then you're like oh maybe she's not maybe she's justified when you find out all this other shit and then and then and then you get a chapter from sam the private investigator okay okay <laughs> the pi yeah because he's like henry stopped communicating with me uh-huh they had like created a bit of a friendship they didn't just talk about robin and adam they talked about books and other like you know they communicated a lot he was the one that convinced henry to get a laptop so they could email okay so he's like henry hasn't reached out in like two years he's gone radio silent i'm gonna go find him i'm a pi i know where he fucking lives even though he doesn't want me to uh-huh and henry kind of gave him his big break as far as like how he was fucking making money because henry bankrolled him for 10 years okay following his 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 daughter around so he goes up to scotland he goes uh-huh. and talks to patty the lady that works at the store in town because he can't fucking find the chapel he has to pay her a whole lot of money she gives him directions and her phone number and he's like i'd rather rotten health than call her because she's like a 50 year old crotchety <laughs> old lady so he goes to the church and the doors are chained up and mm-hmm. he's like well i can't fucking get in there so he's like walking around he finds henry's tombstone because it's yeah and it stands out it's the only new one but it's dark because he got there at night so as he's walking he trips over a fresh mound of dirt which is where amelia is buried amelia is buried there and the marker because there is no marker the marker is there is a inhaler on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you find out that after she killed amelia she tried to get the sapphire ring mm-hmm. off of her finger but it was too small it never fit her it never fit Amelia's finger right. It was too small for her. It fit Robin's finger right. It was like it was made for her. Mm-hmm. Symbolism. Whatever. Yeah. So, at, he goes over and he realizes, oh, that's Henry's tombstone. Oh, fuck. He's been dead for two fucking years. Mm-hmm. And then he looks down and there's a, like a little glass case. Mm-hmm. And a little glass vial. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I love that movie. And then on, in the glass case is the blue sapphire ring a paper crane and then the gold handled scissors there were two pairs okay only she brought she left her pair there okay um and then he realizes that the sapphire ring has a finger in it still because she couldn't get it off so So she she just cut cut her her finger off yeah put it in yeah um I forgot to mention earlier on, uh, Amelia takes a paper crane and throws it in the fire because she sees Adam looking at it. Mm-hmm. And you think that she just does this because at this point, you still think she's the one writing the wife letters. Right. And you're like, oh, she's just upset because their relationship isn't where it was. Right. He gets really mad and he just decides they're done. He's not. There is no reconciling because and you're like, it's a fucking it's a paper crane that she made like it singed a little bit he manages to save it it doesn't burn up he puts it back in his wallet because robin still means that much to him right so sam finds the finger and he's like you know what you know what i'm fucking done I'm he's done. like no thanks I'm no thank you Gets no thank you fucking leaves the very last that's a whole ass move <laughs> yeah he's the like very- i don't get paid enough for this shit <laughs> i'm not even getting paid anymore my fucking beneficiary's dead <laughs> The very last chapter of the book, you find out that, oh, the other, the other 
thing that Robin tells Adam in the story was I've written another I've written another manuscript. It's called Rock, Paper, Scissors. She basically adapted his, his screenplay and their own story uh-huh. together. And he was she was like, You can come you can come back with me. We can move back into the house that I remodeled on my own before Amelia came around. And I'll publish this under Henry's name. And I don't care that it's under Henry's name because it's going to make us money and your work will get published like you've always wanted it to. Hmm. Yeah. So she's going to continue publishing under Henry's name and all this stuff. Okay. But you find out that the person that actually killed Adam's mom was Adam because he, she was going to have a a guy friend over her mom his mom was uh-huh. going to have a guy friend over Adam didn't want to deal with it he got up he left he met some girl his age out by a store found out that she liked stealing cars and she was like you want to go for a joyride if you if we can if we can find somewhere to go we can basically she propositions him for sex uh-huh. and he's like yeah sure so they go steal a car and then or they have sex they yeah. steal a car and he's she convinces him to drive he's never driven before uh-huh and she's like go faster go faster and he's like nervous about it and then she grabs his crotch and he loses control of the car and he slams into his mother okay and then he gets out because he runs over his dog also he gets out to take care like to go to his mom uh-huh. who crashed into the windshield like, right dead 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 and then amelia slides over, over the and, and driver's drives seat off and drives off and gets he never admits that to robin it's the only secret he keeps is that he actually killed his mom nobody nobody but adam knows that he's the one that killed his mother wow and it worked in his favor that he has face blindness because he had plausible deniability because the only thing that the cops ever asked him was if he saw the person who drove away in the car. Wow. It has so many twists. It has so yeah, many Yeah, there's a lot of so I really twisties and turnies. Yes. And I, I had a lot of where I was like, oh, is Robin this actress named october because they there was like a big part of that that i kind of skipped over because it was filler it could be october faked her death because you know whatever or or it's like this other it's i i I did think at one point maybe it's henry's daughter once you found out henry was dead Mm -hmm. but i never once connected that robin was the one writing letters and amelia was the side chick (laughs) if that makes sense Okay, well, for the record, I love Robin. I'm obsessed with her. And I think Adam is mediocre, and I'm not really sure why we were so obsessed with him. Apparently, he's very handsome. But I don't think that that's an excuse. Oh, oh and the <laughs> other thing. The other thing you find out from Sam that's kind of important that makes you realize that Robin might actually be a little bit off her rocker. Henry wasn't the way that she reminded remembered him. He was like... He didn't know how to deal with his own grief after he lost his wife and she one of the stories she tells about her dad is that when she was sleeping one night as punishment for a story she wrote because she thought he killed her mom right and she was in he sent her to boarding school and she wrote a story that was about a writer who murdered people and then wrote 
stories about what he did. Okay. And so she says he punished her by cutting her hair, two long plaits of hair off in the middle of the night with the scissors that were her mother's, those gold mm-hmm. handed scissors um, that she slept with under her pillow because she was afraid of him. So she says all of these things. But and she cut her own hair? She cut her own hair. Yeah. And he felt nothing but love for his daughter and he didn't know how to handle it and he like he considered her estranged because she ran away and hid it hid mm-hmm. from her so she's a little well adam's also a little they, i mean yeah, they're fucking men they're made in heaven they're they need, fucking insane they need serious therapy so much therapy and it's so weird that they also found like a third person who was also fucking, fucking weird fucked up. yeah oh my a, god a goddamn roller coaster, but I enjoyed every fucking minute of it. I love that. That's I, great. I'm gonna probably look up more books by, by the author. Yeah, because it was good. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I love that. Me too. That's great. Now you're excited about your book, so I am so excited about my book. Get it. Okay, I have been wanting to talk about this book for a while, so I'm really excited. Um, so this one is YA. Um, YA fantasy, I guess you would call it. Um, it's called Cinderella is Dead. It's by Kaylin uh, Byron? Bayron, maybe? I'm not really sure on that one. Bayron? Bayron? Yeah, that's how it was. Bayron, yeah. Uh, it was written in 2020, so it's relatively newish. newish. Um, I gave it four out of five stars. Um, and it kind of actually, interestingly enough, gave me a little bit of hand the handmaid's tale vibes mm. um and you know i'm not really a fan of that kind of stuff yeah. but it was still it was so good <laughs> it was so good also um this will be probably the first time this is ever going to happen but i am going to be spending time praising the love interest <laughs> i actually have decided this love interest is like top tier beautiful amazing Ugh, I'm so excited. So it'll be very interesting. Um, so here's the deal. All right. We are in a land where Cinderella actually fucking happened. My brain, st- my, I'm sorry. When you said so, my brain went, this is the world. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking millennial. I don't understand that reference. <laughs> And I am a fucking millennial. It's a fucking E-bombs world reference. I will. Oh, that makes sense. That's why I don't really know that. I was not really an E-bombs world kid. Flash, flash player. Um. Okay. Anyway, we start off in this world. Cinderella was a real thing. Actually, fucking happened. Okay. It is now like hundreds of years later. Um. And here's how this works. Okay. People actually kind of, like, almost, like, worship Cinderella. Like, she's some sort of god or something. Like, it's really fucking weird. It's really fucking weird. I'm like, y'all need to calm down. That was one fucking person. Like, <laughs> we need to chill out. Um, but the deal is... She wore glass shoes. I mean, how practical could she have been? I mean, fucking for real, right? <laughs> like, we, They don't even fucking bend. Don't even get me started because... <laughs> look. Okay, hold on. So, here's the deal. Okay. Is... The thing is, is that there are, once you hit a certain age, I think it's like 16, right? 
there is a ball every year held in Cinderella's like honor or whatever. Um, and the current king throws the ball, right? You have three tries to find a man at this ball, or you get sent to the workhouses. Quotation marks around workhouses, people. <laughs> and then you're never seen or heard from again. What in the fuck? Yeah. Um, and here's the deal is that the man chooses you. I'm, you know, the guy on TikTok with the giant red flag and he goes, excuse me, sir, sir yes. excuse me. And he like jumps and clicks his heels. Yes. That's going to be. First, this is first of all, I love that guy. So do I. He, he did a green flag one. I know. I saw that. That was so good. Yeah. If you're listening to this, we love you. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I talked for an hour. Also, it was a very good book. It's all good. Um. <laughs> So, right, the men have to choose you. You've got three tries, and then you're done. You're done for. You're too old or whatever the fuck kind of bullshit they're peddling at us. I don't fucking know. Anyway. (laughs) And this is where we get into, like, the worshipping of Cinderella. Okay? Because the belief is, is that if you're good enough, right, if you have enough of those, like, Cinderella-esque characteristics... So you were terribly abused (laughs) for all of your childhood, and then you're like, I gotta get the fuck out of (laughs) here. (laughs) if you are like good and honest and true or whatever the fuck kind of bullshit we're peddling at people because that's about the only way you get those qualities essentially a the belief is is that if you're enough of those and you pray to cinderella and you live through her quote-unquote teachings that a fairy godmother will come before the ball and give you the nice outfit and dress so that way you can catch a match right yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how i felt while reading it i was like what the fuck is this bullshit what kind of proper fucking gander are we fucking <laughs> shilling out here what the ever-living fuck you okay? ain't no you ain't worth nothing if you ain't got a man yeah, basically i'm like what the they fuck they literally are like send him to the brig <laughs> but it's she almost, couldn't catch one it's I mean, sort of it's almost that like but these women, right, they don't really have a choice. They've got to find a man because if not, they're sent to fucking workhouses. They go to the brig. Yeah, they go to the fucking brig. They're like, fucked. There is literally, I think, oh my God, I have so many quotes from this fucking book that I liked so fucking much. Where the fuck is it? Um, it says something about, oh, Uh, Our main character, Sophia, said, my future is already written and I don't have a say in any of it. Hmm. Profound. I mean, boy, but still, like, I'm like, yeah, that's. No, that wasn't me being sarcastic. Oh, like, no. I feel like that's actually kind of profound. Yeah. Um, And then there was another one that I liked because, like, relatable. Um, But these good men aren't making the rules. These decent men are turning a blind eye to indecent acts. Of course they are because they're working within the system because it benefits them. Exactly. Like literally. It's also kind of how the world is working now. Exactly. It's very reflective. It's very, very reflective, which, you know, it's normally not my jam. No. You know that. You're like, get me out of the life I live. Exactly. That's usually why I read. I read to, like, disassociate from all the crap that's happening in the real world. Escapism. That is correct. Not me. I'm like, give me the world, but worse. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, that's what this is. And whenever the person who borrowed it gives it back to me, I'll let you borrow it. Okay. 
But considering she's just out here posting TikToks about other books, I'm not sure she's brought it. Anyway, (laughs) that was very pointed. I think I know who it's about. (laughs) I don't think she even listens to this, even though she's got the link for it. But it is what it is. Um. Anyway, the important ones are listening. We see you. We do. We don't, but we see you. (laughs) I see at least one of you. You, I frequently I occasionally see that one I I see that one like once a week so I wish I saw that one more yeah but I am a hermit fair enough it's very hard for me to motivate myself to leave yeah me too I have a hard time yeah. obviously it's, it's okay it's, it's only good. midnight it was only midnight it's fine midnight 15 <laughs> it's fine it's fine you brought me a pepsi it's okay I did do that um okay anyway Sorry. <laughs> so our main character here is Sophie. This is the fucking bullshit world that she fucking lives in. And she is coming up on her first ever ball. All right. How old is she? I believe, if I remember correctly, this shit starts when you're 16. Okay. Like your first like official ball Gotta that you have to go man. to to find a man is, if I remember correctly, 16. If I had 16. to marry the boy I was dating at 16... <laughs> your face right now i'm trying to remember which one it was <laughs> can y'all imagine having to like get married to the person you were dating at 16 like first of all i didn't date anybody so like honestly i would have been sent to the workhouses <laughs> like and i would have never been seen again which by the way is actually a lot worse than you think it is we'll get into what yeah. actually is happening yeah i figured it wasn't like fucking no. sunshine and roses and no. they're washing fucking clothes in the backyard. no they're like anyway we'll get into it okay <laughs> Because you find out what's really happening to these to these ladies. There's a twist. There's a twist. Of course there's a twist. There's a couple of twists. I mean, and I saw most of them coming, but it's it's YA. So yeah, it's not. Kind of tropey. Yeah. And it's not exactly, I think, supposed to be like. A big mystery. Yeah. And it's not like your book, which is more mystery. Surprisingly, though. thriller, kind of. Usually we can. Yeah. Guess those. It was, I was just shocked. Yeah. I was going to say, I. You feel like I was like, I had a bunch of theories, but like... None of them were... No, exactly. So that's pretty good. Yeah, she's good Mm -hmm. off. Yeah, good for her. I love that. Um, But so we've got Sophie. She's coming up on her first ever ball. And if I remember correctly, the first ball starts whenever you're 16. Okay. I believe. So like by the time you were like eight... Is it 18? 18. You have to have found a man. (laughs) Like... I got married at 22. I, I... I, if I married the person I was with at eighteen, oh my god, <laughs> um, I'm thirty five and I've never been married. Ah, well, I've been married for way too fucking long at this point. Uh, if I had, I I supposed to say I think I dated somebody when I was eighteen for like six months, maybe like I dated everybody except for my first ever boyfriend for ten months, like exactly every time Dang, you had like husband. a time limit until my first fiance that left me he was like a year and a half and, mm-hmm. then, and then shane my husband mm-hmm. spent 14 years i was mm-hmm. we, we kind of both make a joke that i was like you know what the funniest thing is my longest relationship before you was like a year and a half and he was like same <laughs> <laughs> and it was literally like the person we were the most serious with right before we got together it was fucking weird anyway y'all I'm just sorry. got the good timing anyway um so Here's the problem, though, okay, mm-hmm. is that Sophia has a best friend, Aaron, girl Aaron, with an E, all right? That's important. It is important um, because, you know, 
boy errands are a whole different situation entirely. It's a hot mess. Uh, they are aarons. Okay, <laughs> let's remember that. Um, girl, Aaron, and Sophia is in love with Aaron. So we got a little LGBTQ situation going on. We love that. We do. We Except do. Except for in this world where she has to marry a man. It does suck. Um, we also have a character and his name is Luke. And he gets a lot of crap because everybody can tell he's gay. Mm. Right? Um, I like the name Luke. It's a good name. Um, and I feel like Luke's a... He's not a bad character. Yeah. Not a bad dude. Um, he's just a gay man trying to live his life in this fucking shitty ass world yeah. where that kind of thing is not allowed because he's also expected to find somebody does he find... get sent off to the the workshops i don't do the men get punished not i mean not like workhouses like if men get up there in age and don't have a wife that's not like their problem yeah I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate. Uh, the men are not. It's it's not like that. So like you could be an old ass fucking man. Of course it's not. And pick out a sixteen year old fucking girl. That's disgusting. It is fucking disgusting. But that's like how this fucking world works. And I'm having a really hard time getting past the first fucking page. Apparently. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just like the background. It is. We um, haven't even gotten into story. I promise it will get better. Okay. Good. I'll try to stop interrupting you. I'm sorry. I promise it will get better. Um, so we've got Luke. Luke is, you know, um, like I said, he's gay. Um, Sophia is obviously um, lesbian. Aaron is, um, it's kind of implied that she's into Sophia too, but she's very much like, okay, we can't fight this we, we whole thing we're gonna have to like take the time that we have now get it over with and then we need to go to this ball find husbands and move on and f- fucking secret no not even Oops. not even that but like that would have been better than yeah, like, like her plan just go like pretend and then and then we'll like run around behind our husband's back it's not like you can get pregnant right like Who's fucking just know? do it just Who's fucking do it <laughs> but not not Aaron. Aaron's mm-hmm. like no we need to follow these fucking rules which i've never understood in my fucking life and apparently <laughs> sophia doesn't either for the record because she's like why <laughs> she's like why don't we just fucking run away seriously and like we'll go like live together and whatever and aaron's like where the fuck will we go like what the fuck is wrong like she's like be sensible and sophia's never been sensible a day in her fucking life for the record <laughs> <laughs> to which i'm like same okay because when i'm the voice of reason we've got a problem <laughs> right you know and sophia's parents are just kind of like please dear god go and fucking find a man we do not want you sent to the workhouses get it together um and then like at some point in time her father says something about what her grandmother would want for her and blah 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 but then sophia says that she didn't tell her dad that her grandmother once told her that if she went to the ball what her grandmother wanted her to do was get in there and fucking burn that bitch to the fucking ground because the grandma yeah is also a woman yeah <laughs> grandma was like burn the whole fucking castle to the goddamn ground and i was like fuck you grandma fuck them guys <laughs> get it grandma um so like <laughs> fucking love grandma we stan mm-hmm. um but 
they're just all everybody's just kind of like this is the way life has to be and we're just gonna have to go with it and sophia's like fucking why <laughs> like why why somebody explain no somebody please tell me why i have to fucking do this this is fucking bullshit absolutely not right so <laughs> sophia just you at work <laughs> yeah this is just me at work. <laughs> i'm not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> Uh, so I may or may not feel a little bit of kinship here with Sophia. That's <laughs> what we're learning. Give me a fucking reason. <laughs> give me one good fucking reason why. Why? Why? Um, but she ends up going to the ball. Um, and here's the deal is that, like I said, there are people that like pray and like try to live by Cinderella's like quote unquote teachings or whatever. So that way a fairy godmother will come and give them these beautiful dresses because the deal is is that if you show up to the ball Mm -hmm. in less than pretty clothing it is kind of seen as bad right um it's not good for you to show up not looking your best because it makes it look like you're not trying which is an insult to cinderella and the king or whatever the fuck meanwhile cinderella was like I was covered in ash. She did all the good things and had the fairy godmother who helped her out. Okay. And so therefore, if you're good enough, that will happen to you too. She also utilized rodent labor. I'm joking. I'm sorry. (laughs) Rats, make my dress. Um, But then that dress got broken. Yeah. I know the godmother fixed it. So the godmother just had to get her a new one. Um, all this is to say that Sophia shows up. Of course, she's got a nice dress. Aaron shows up. Aaron's got a nice dress. They have a third friend, Liv. This is Liv's third ball. She does not have a man. Her family is poor. She has spent this entire time trying to live like Cinderella and do the praying and hope that a fairy godmother shows up to give her a beautiful dress on this last ball. Because they don't have the funds for it. She shows up in a very simple gown. And all fucking hell breaks loose because of it. Jesus. Um, the king is like in just in fucking raged. Because this is an insult that they didn't actually put any effort into it. So this is like Cinderella's great, 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 great grandson. Not exactly. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay. Um, Like, that's kind of the implication you get there, except for that Cinderella died without ever having any children. Oh. So, the deal is, is that the new rulers are um, chosen by the previous ruler. They don't actually have children and pass it down. Instead, they choose someone and then they have that person taken and like moved away to another country and raised to be the new ruler. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. So technically not, but we'll get more into that later. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's just like enraged about this insult and she's like, look, you know, I tried. I did everything I was supposed to. And I prayed for a free godmother, but nobody came. And this was the best I could do. Um, and he has her taken away by the fucking guards. To before go, the end of the ball? Before the end of the ball. To go to the 
workhouses. She didn't even give, he didn't give her a chance. He didn't give her a fucking chance. What a fucking twat waffle. No fucking chances. None. Is because he a of, short, fat guy? Because I got a vision that he's a little short, fat, bald fuck. No, unfucking fortunately. The most unfuckable man. He really fucking should have been. Yeah. He really fucking should have been. No, he's, he's probably not. fucking handsome, isn't he? I guess he's okay looking. I mean, to be fair, this is from Sophia's point of view, and she doesn't find man attractive. So, like, <laughs> and I mean, like, same for the most part. So, like, I get it. I get it. I still um, think, like think Duke of Whistleton, but fat. Yeah, Whistleton, Whistleton, Weasel Town, <laughs> He's not like a Lord Farquaad motherfucker, unfortunately. Oh, he, he really fucking should have been. So, um. All of this is going on. Sophia is trying to get to her to, like, try to help, but that's not happening. Um, in the meantime, Luke, who she knows, uh, gets her attention and is like, hey, I'm here to choose you. Right? Here's the deal. I know about you and Aaron. Okay? It's fine with me because you know about me. Right? So if I choose you, we can live together. We can be friends. Um, and we can just be ourselves at home and you can do whatever you want. I'll do whatever I want. Right. Best case scenario in this situation, honestly. Nobody's getting sent to the workhouse. Exactly. It's like a whole MLM, WLW solidarity fucking thing. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You got my back. Yeah, exactly. They're both beards for each other. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So honestly, like this is like best case fucking scenario for the situation she finds herself in. Um, but Sophia being Sophia is kind of like, oh, I don't fucking know about this, right? Like, because, yeah, this is nice, but this is not what I really fucking want. And I want what I really fucking want. I don't fucking blame her for sure, right? Yeah. Um, but the only way to do this is, like, <laughs> let's just overthrow the establishment. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. this is giving me dystopia vibes. Yes, which you know is not my thing, but I fucking love this goddamn book. <laughs> so, um... But in the middle of that, these two homophobic motherfuckers show up, right, guys, and they're like, oh, hey, look at the queer, blah, 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 let's make fun of him, let's be homophobes, fuckers. And homophobe number one decides he's going to hit on Sophia, right? And she's like, no, motherfucker, absolutely not, not today, not today, Satan, okay? (laughs) I really thought you were going with not tomorrow. Today, not tomorrow, not any motherfucking day of the goddamn fucking week, okay? (laughs) Absolutely not. No. Um, Because he starts a fight with Luke and gets Luke dragged out. Yeah. Not him? Not him. started the fight? No, 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 because he's got... He's got better social standing, first of all. And money. I'm yeah. I'm assuming that's what that means. Yeah. Social standing, money. He's a little bit more well off than Luke. Right? Yeah. Um, Luke's family are like farmers. Um, homophobic guys, family, like, I don't know what the fuck they do, but they probably got- something stupid. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they probably own, like, slaves or fucking whatever at this point. You know like what? It follows. It tracks. It really does. With the rest of the story. Absolutely. fucking lutely So, anyway, he's like, hey- me and you right here right now um and sophia's like have no not happening not happening she whoops his fucking ass in the middle of the 
fucking ball. <laughs> She's like, I'll take you down in heels and a ball gown. That is fucking correct. She whoops his fucking ass. And then she's like, shit, now I'm going to get taken off to the workhouses. And my parents are going to be like so disappointed. And she's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Disappointed. Not worried. <laughs> <laughs> no, disappointed. That's fucked up. Disappointed. Fucking for sure. Um, although, to be fair, they are a little worried. Um, okay. That's but a little bit. Better. Yeah. But there's there's some worry there. But the way the society is set up disappointed is definitely like top of the line top of the line um so anyway she beats the fuck out of him right and i'm like go sophia go sophia go go go, go, go. Sophia, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like yes girl get it um but so she decides she's gonna take off she's gotta go meanwhile so, she's curb stomping homophobes and <laughs> heels fucking right i like this girl i know i adore her um <laughs> she's great she is not my favorite. We'll get it. We're about to meet my motherfucking favorite. Ooh. Um, if this wasn't like YA, she wasn't obviously a teenager. This would probably be the love of my life. So, <laughs> um, she takes off. She's running. Uh, she's got to like take off part of her dress to kind of get around. Um, she ends up outside of the palace and inside. What she figures out is Cinderella's tomb. Oh, right? shit. So she's in like, it's one of those like mausoleum type things. Mm-hmm. So she ends up the in The rich there. bitch burial place. Yeah, absolutely. And it's Cinderella's actual fucking mausoleum. Hmm. Uh, she ends up in there. And of course, everybody's fucking searching for her and they're trying to find her. This is where she meets Cassandra, who would be the love of my life if she wasn't probably like 17 and I'm 30 fucking five. <laughs> so sad um and cassandra is a fucking badass okay? i have a question have you been fan fiction reading fan fiction about cassandra like no and any friends no okay no i didn't know if you were that like no want more uh not not re- romancy ones that's weird no i hadn't even really honestly thought like Honestly, this book gave me what I needed. Oh, that's cool. That's the thing about fan... Whenever I read fan fiction, it's because there's something missing from what I got. Whatever the source whatever was. Whatever the source was that I needed. So I go to fan fiction for it. So there's a lot of things that I'm a fan of that I don't read fan fiction of huh. because I got what I needed from the source material. That's cool. Good to that's, know. That's just kind of how I do it. I know that's not how everybody do, does it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, it's That's fine. just... Just take it the way you... You need it. Exactly. Um, I was just wondering. Literally just curious. No. Fair enough. Good question. Excellent question. Thank you. (laughs) Yay, teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Praise. I do. I just realized that's exactly what I say to my kids when they (laughs) ask me questions. They're like, I have a question, miss. And they'll ask it and I'll be like, and I'll answer and I'll be like, that's a really good question. Thank you for asking it. (laughs) (laughs) I just teachered you. You did. Okay. It's okay. Anyway. I forgive you um, this time. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, it's fine. I thought okay. it was funny. So, um, Constance is in the tomb. We meet her. She's a redhead. She's a Constance badass. Constance or Cons- Cassandra? Did I say Cassandra? Yes. Fucking shit. It's Constance. Okay. I just wanted to double check. Oh, my God. Constance, y'all. everybody. It's Constance. This is because it's 2 o'clock in the freaking morning. Yep. Um, and I have to... I have to be up by 5 30 
So we're we're doing the thing. Fuck don't, are you doing tomorrow? Don't, don't get me started. Don't get me fucking started. You don't want to know. You'll be mad. I'll be mad. It'll be fine. I do, in fact, want to know. You're. I'm gonna ask when we're done. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We'll discuss it. Okay. Okay. So we meet Constance. Okay. Right. Um, she's a redhead. She's like a total badass. She's not wearing like a dress. She's not there for the ball. Uh, Sophia's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she's just kind of like mysterious and whatnot. And she helps like hide her. And she goes, okay, I need you to meet me at this place tomorrow. All right. Because you are now a fugitive. All right. Mm-hmm. I need you to meet me there. I'm going to get you out. I'm going to get you safe. Right. And Sophia's like, that's oh, pretty cool of her. God. Yeah. Right. So fucking cool. Yep. Constance is so like stabby for the record. <laughs> Which is why I love her so much. So, um, um, <coughs> da, 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 da. Sophia ends up going home, right? She that tries sounds to go like home. the last place you should go when people are looking for you. I know, right? That was the thing where I was like, Sophia, girl. <laughs> we did that at the same oh, time. Oh, you fucking did. But all, and then I remember she's 16 and I remember the choices I made at 16 and let me tell you they were going home when I'm a fucking fugitive is probably at the bottom of the list of bad decisions <laughs> I made at 16 so I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut about it you know yeah um but she ends up having like a fight with her dad because her dad does she curb stomp him too no, like a verbal fight with her dad because her dad's just like why couldn't you just fucking get in line basically why um, don't you stop following the shitty rules of our government you <laughs> stupid fuckwad like why couldn't you just do what you were supposed to do so that way we weren't wouldn't have to be here like why did you do something like that like now you've put yourself in danger like what were you thinking see the whole why did you endanger yourself makes sense but the rest of it is like why did you put me why did you put me in this position you knew how the world worked. Take me somewhere where this is not a problem. I hate shitty dads. That is kind of Sophia's like whole like inner monologue too, okay. right? Well, I'm glad I'm still channeling my inner 16-year-old. So, so she's kind of with you there. Absolutely. Um, but she ends up with a fight with her dad. So she does end up leaving and meeting up with Constance. Okay, good. Okay? We meet up with Constance. This is where we find out the true story of Cinderella. Oh. Because as it turns out, all right, the whole entire story of Cinderella is total, utter, and complete fucking bullshit. It's absolutely hogwash. Glass right? slippers. Like, the whole, th- not just the glass slippers, the whole fairy thing. Fairy godmother. Horses that are mice. Well, actually, the fairy godmother's real. Oh. That's the only part that is real. That makes absolutely fuck all for sense but okay <laughs> so as it turns out constance is a descendant of one of the stepsisters okay from cinderella's story um here's the deal all right is that cinderella's dad uh was originally an advisor to the king mm-hmm. um and then when cinderella was um young ish this other guy comes along and wants to be king. Turns out this is like the Prince Charming, right? Uh-huh. Um, and Charming's like, okay, so I'm here. I'm cool. I would like to be king. And everybody else is like, uh, no, dude, that's not how this works. What the fuck? And he's like, okay, okay. 
all right, fine. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, this place has got like a drought. There is a drought. People are like dying. And... Is the fairy godmother evil? And yeah. the princes? Prince is definitely evil. I mean, like, she's fucking things up for him. Absolutely. That's 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 twisty. I like that. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. We don't technically realize that she's the one till later. Yeah, till a little bit later. Um, so they are like, oh, there's like a drought, and and. Until they elected him as the king. Like, they were like, okay, you know what? No water for you. <laughs> you know what? You said that you can fix this. We're going to let you fucking fix it. All right? And you can become king. And he was like, bet, 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 bet. All right? Then he's king. Drought stops. He has now taken over. He's now gotten what the fuck he wants. Gross. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Cinderella's dad and Cinderella's mom, like her actual mom, are very anti this king. They're like, fuck this motherfucker who came out of fucking nowhere and gave us a fucking drought and then became king. Like, there's there's something fucked up with this guy, mm-hmm. okay? We are going to be a fucking rebellion, okay, motherfuckers? Yes. Yes. I don't know where that voice came from. Um, but unfortunately, Cinderella's mom is a little too vocal. She gets taken to the workhouses. <laughs> the workhouses aren't a thing yet. Oh, instead, she is the workhouse. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's no, very late. No, instead, she gets killed. Oh, she's just fuck. straight up killed. All right, she's dead. So, um, the dad, of course, ends up remarrying as he does in the original Cinderella story. That is how one gets stepsisters. <laughs> yes. Um, however, as it turns out, the stepmom is not like super evil and super bad. All right, her, no, that's the prince's job in this story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Her yeah. and Cinderella have a relatively okay relationship whatever um and her and her steps sorry stepsisters are okay <laughs> i love how you pa- <laughs> you lost your your brain like stopped you went steps <laughs> they all get along fine is the point okay <laughs> they good they gucci um and the stepmom is also anti this Whatever. new ruler because she's a woman because she's a woman well they haven't really got into this oppression just yet. Oh, I know, but like, but like, there's he's a red, fucker. there's red flags. There's <laughs> yeah. the red flag guy from TikTok. <laughs> excuse is, me, sir. Is, excuse me, sir. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the stepmom is taking note. All right, she's like, absolutely, there's something wrong here. So, um, the difference between the stepmom and the mom mom is that the stepmom has seen right. What happens when you're vocal about this and you end up... <coughs> so, she's a little bit more sneaky with it. Yeah. All right. Um, which is fine. That is what it is. But um, she's got her children uh, kind of opposing and everything. Um, and you find out that Cinderella did have a fairy godmother that helped her get to the ball. Um, and then when she got there... Like, she ended up, she did end up marrying the prince. Like, this charming guy or whatever. She did or didn't? She did. Okay. She did marry him. Like, everything was different up until that moment where she went to the ball and then she ends up actually marrying him. And they were married for a while. And then she died having had no kids. Um, And 
because of that, that's why the ruler situation is the way that it is. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, <coughs> because her family was very anti-charming or whatever, um, he banished them. All right. And so her stepmom um, trains her kids and they train their kids and they're all like basically like trained fucking assassins like badasses okay and we are down to constance who is the last one last one of her kind and the whole point is for them to eventually overthrow these fucking rulers and hopefully get back to where shit is good yeah right that's like the whole point unfortunately constance is like the only one left so like that's a lot to put on like one person yeah um she's a very small rebellion but (laughs) an um, army of one and a half because now we've got curb stomping fucking correct um so constance is like all right here's the deal we need to go to the white woods Ooh, scary i thought you said we need to go to the white boys and i was like these are the reason we're in this problem <laughs> no the white woods which white is, woods i am having hearing problems today which is apparently like super creepy super spooky it's almost like the woods from like lord of the rings with the ends in it that everybody was like oh my god Pankhorn. yeah exactly um my brain is not i was gonna say lothlorien and that's not right that's where legolas that's lives where with the, his daddy yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's where one of the sets of elves are from. Lothlorien. Wait a minute, or is that where Galadriel? Look, I think okay. that's. I think Lothlorien is Galadriel, and the tree elves, the wood elves. No, because Legolas is a wood elf. Anyway, I don't know. it's it's almost three o'clock in the morning. We maybe need the to fuck like out just of my microphone. Maybe just need to like the point is right. <laughs> it's a spooky forest. It's a spooky fucking forest. Okay, um, it's not a good time had by all being in there. Um, and everybody is terrified of it. But before they go, they need to go to, like, the marketplace for whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're there, Sophia watches a woman, like, publicly beheaded in the town square. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Supposedly, this woman helped Sophia. But this woman never helped Sophia. Um... So Sophia's like, what the ever-living fucks? We're just out here, like, killing women for, like... Helping people. Helping people. That didn't even fucking help her, mind you. So probably the king probably already had a problem with her or something. And used it as an excuse. And used it as an excuse. um, Because they don't know where the fuck Sophia is. Because they can't fucking find her. Mm -hmm. While they're there, Aaron sees Sophia. And Sophia sees Aaron. And Sophia's like, hello, I'm in love with you. Run away with me. We're going to do this rebellion shit. Let's go. Right? And Aaron's like, no, look, I'm married. I'm married homophobe number two. All right? She's married homophobe number two. And she's beaten because he's already beat the shit out of her. What the fuck? And instead of being like, yeah, let's fucking run away together. Let's fucking do this. She's like... I need to stay here and follow the status quo. (laughs) Yes. Like, she is definitely one of those that's, like, the easiest path is, like, least resistance. Yeah. Um, And Sophia is definitely not. Mm -mm. Um, So it's kind of a bit of an issue. The only path is all resistance. Exactly. (laughs) 
That is so. Sophia is picking all of the fucking fights, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is a whole ass motherfucking move, okay? <laughs> um, she was like, pick my fights. I'm going to take fucking all of them, okay? Which is hilarious because sometimes she can fight them and sometimes she cannot. <laughs> um, which is evidenced by what happens next. Oh. Some man sees her and starts fucking threatening her. She is in danger. She's going to die. Um... But luckily for her, Constance. Oh, you said that so jolly. Like, she's going to die. She's going to die. Um, luckily for her, Constance is a total motherfucking badass <laughs> and shows up and threatens this motherfucker with a knife and is basically like, if you touch her, I will fucking kill you. Period. All right. <laughs> Literally, I am not kidding. Like, I think I've got it right here. Girl is the definition of touch her and I'll kill you. Period. (laughs) Period. Which is probably why she's the love of my fucking (laughs) life. Okay. Like, this is... also something that you are attracted Mm. to that is um, a stabby vibes. Because you really like Robin. (laughs) And she did the stabby Stabby vibes vibes too. too. Yeah. Um, Also, I think I've got a thing about, like... I think I've got a badass kink. Not even going to lie to you. Like, I love a badass. (laughs) Love a badass. Um, But so, like I said, Constance. Oh, yeah. I've got on here. Constance is super scary hot and threatens to stab him. (laughs) Hard eyes. Girl is the definition of touch her and I'll kill you. Um, But they end up getting away from the guy because Constance is scary. And Constance only backs down after Sophia is like, hey, leave him alone. And Constance is like. You're only alive because she fucking said so, asshole. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yes. I'm like, can you get married to her right now? Why are we even hooked on Aaron? Fuck Aaron. Who Aaron's gives this idiot. shit about Aaron? Aaron's a dumbass. But also, fair enough, you know, people in, like, abusive situations. Abusive and situations, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is a fictional character. But um, in general, I'm like, Constance, Constance. <laughs> um... So they end up going into the white wood and they are looking for the fairy godmother, Cinderella's fairy godmother, mm-hmm. in order to get help from her. Um, and they actually end up finding her. Um, and like they, at one point, I think refer to her as like a witch, fairy godmother slash a witch, witch. A witch, a witch. You turned me into a newt. A newt. I got better. <laughs> um, so they get there. All right. And the deal is, is that Sophia's like, oh, absolutely, I trust you. One thousand percent, I do trust you. Do you know anything about uh, droughts? <laughs> Sorry. And Constance is like, I do not trust this bitch. <laughs> nope. Absolutely not. But Sophia's like, we're going to trust her. Okay. And the other person, Sophia's like, I'm going to fight you. And this one, she's like, hmm, random person, person in the woods. woods. I trust you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I guess it's maybe something about like the, I don't know if it's like the grandmotherly effect or what the fuck it is, but she's like. To be fair, she's a little skeptical at first, but then she decides that she's going to trust her. Good job. It was making noise. But Constance is like, I absolutely 1000% do not trust this bitch. But to be fair, I don't think Constance trusts a lot of people. So. Fair. I know. Valid. She's been raised to just kill people. Yeah. I mean. Fuck up the establishment and all that. Um. But this is where we find out more about the heirs for the king. Oh, oh. 
Are you ready for the twist? Hot juicy goss. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm very tired. I don't say this shit. I'm ready to spill the tea. I'm ready to drink it. I don't like tea. But I'll I'll drink this one. There is no new air. It's the same guy. Over and over and over again. So he is a little fat fuck. <laughs> he is the original Prince Charming. That's fucked up. That's why he wants the Cinderella thing. Over and over How has and he, over again. Why didn't he just fairy godmother himself a new Cinderella? We'll get into it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but we find this out, which is where I wrote the word gasp. In the <laughs> I see it. In there. <laughs> with an exclamation with point. With an exclamation point. Um, you find out that he actually got the fairy godmother to curse the land for the drought she admits that Mm -hmm. um because um she owed him a debt and he asked her to do it to fulfill her debt so she did um and then um she lived in the palace actually while he was king and she helped cinderella because cinderella was going to go to the ball and kill him of course, because and, that's how her family. Yeah, exactly. That's that's their whole like jam, right? Yeah, like yeah. they were sending her in as an assassin and the fairy godmother was going to help her with that. And she gave her like this dagger to kill him with. Mm-hmm. Um, Does Constance have the dagger? No. Oh, damn. fairy godmother still has got it. Has got it again. Okay. I cannot talk. Um, that's okay. Anyway, um, Fairy Godmother's got the dagger again. But what happens was Cinderella went to the ball and he fell in love with Cinderella. And the Fairy Godmother thought, hey, you know what? Maybe if he's in love, this will make him a better person. Mm -hmm. All right. So she gave Cinderella a love potion to fall in love with Charming. That's fucked up. Um, And apparently there's something that that, uh, Cinderella tried to tell her one of her stepsisters gabrielle um before she died okay i'm ready for it um constance wants to know what that was she asked the fairy godmother about it um but the fairy godmother doesn't really know so she's like hey you know what you know who we could ask though right cinderella Cinderella. so she's like we're gonna do some fucking necromancy up in this bitch (laughs) but first we need some supplies (laughs) And I'm like, so you're like, I'm going to raise the dead for you, but I need you to do but a grocery a, run first. But we need a shopping episode real That's quick. fucking correct. <laughs> um, so um, they're doing this like spell to see the future too, mm-hmm. on top of all that. And everybody sees something different. So the fairy godmother slash witch um, sees her own death. You find out. Um, Constance says that she sees someone like lying on the floor um, looking pretty dead. Um, and then Sophia just sees the king and a bright ass light. Okay. Um, they do end up raising Cinderella from the fucking dead and she is like hella fucking confused (laughs) when they're trying to talk to her. Um, and she's like, look, just find my journal. All right. Just, just. I wrote this shit down for a reason. (laughs) Wrote it down. Why are you writing my fucking journal? Motherfuckers. I'm going the fuck back to bed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's basically it. And she's like, it's just, just find the fucking journal. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And then they proceed to not fucking do that. <laughs> because it's in the fucking castle somewhere. Um, in the they meantime, have a witch. They have a witch. In the mean fucking time, the king has decided he's throwing another ball to lure Sophia back because oh, he's been looking for her to this be there entire time. So bad the first time. <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? She like, was like, "This is my jam." Like, how does that even make fucking sense? But so far, she's like the only person who's like defied him in probably fucking centuries at this point. So he's like, "I've got to set a trap." So he throws another ball. All right, um, which somehow fucking works. Because they do go. They do. Um, Are the walls at the castle? Yeah, they're at the castle. That would be the only reason. They're at the castle. So it would make sense to me is if they're like, we need this journal that's in the castle. And hey, guess what? Castle's going to be open. Let's go. It is in the castle. But what they end up doing is they end up planning to kill him. Again. At a ball. And Sophia has the dagger. Again. So here the fuck we are, centuries later, doing the same shit we did. That didn't work the first time. That didn't work the motherfucking first time, because the fairy godmother decided to double cross us. Let me guess, she does it again. Yes, the fuck she does. Okay, we won't get into it. Ugh. Let's get into it. Let's be fucking BuzzFeed Unsolved in here. Just magic is zooming everything. Um, but she gives her, like, the dress and the dagger and all of that. Um, and Sophia gets there. And of course, the king is automatically like, bitch, I see you. I see you over there trying to hide. Like, I don't know what the fuck you look like. Like, you ain't the only bitch up in here that's defied me in fucking centuries. <laughs> like, I'm not fucking obsessed at this point. Um, and so he leads her off to another place um, separate from the guests or whatever. He's kind of like, oh, yes, maybe perhaps this is one I would be interested in. So I'm going to take her over here, kind of making it look like he's, like, romantically interested for everybody else. Yeah. That's there. Um, so he takes her off um, and is trying to, like, basically be like, all right, now I've caught you. Now I've got you where I want you. And she's like. Now I'm going to eat you. Sorry. <laughs> that's fucking right. <laughs> Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, bitch? How about this? Stabs him. <laughs> but nothing fucking happens. It's a ghosty dagger. No, no, no. Dagger's an actual dagger. He's not an actual him? He's technically a him? Is he a shadow him? I mean, he's, no, he's he's an actual him him. Um, but I mean, let's think about it this way. He's been alive for fucking centuries. How the fuck's he doing that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I figured it was, what's her fuck? The fairy godmother. There's sort of some shit going on with fairy godmother that helps it. Mm, I have no um, idea. So, you know, uh, that's kind of part of the problem here, right? His dude at this point is kind of immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stabbing him does fucking nothing, right? Yeah, fuck all. So he's like, all right, that was funny, bitch, but you're being thrown in the dungeon. Goodbye. <laughs> um, uh, but unfortunately for him, Sophia is Sophia, so she breaks out. Um, and she's running around down there, like, letting other people out of fucking <laughs> their, their fucking riot. cages and shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. There's, like, a fucking prison break going on <laughs> in the middle of a fucking ball. All right. Um, Do they ever figure out what the fuck Cinderella was trying to say? Y- yeah, but I okay, didn't good. write it down, <laughs> apparently. Oh, God. 
Um, because I guess it wasn't really all of that fucking important. Um, Deep sigh. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. If it wasn't it that wasn't, important, why make it a plot point? It probably was important. It probably has to do with the rest of the stuff that's in here after that. I'll Google it once you're done. Yeah. Um, it probably has to do with, like, the one last, like, twist here. Yeah. Um, that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But I probably didn't write that down because like it comes out anyway okay. um so um she like frees a whole bunch of people she's doing like a prison break she finds cinderella's journal um in the dungeons i don't remember where she finds it. okay just, she <laughs> finds what, it what the fuck is it doing in the dungeon like it just literally cinderella's says cinderella's like this is, a, this is a good place to hide it literally says she's thrown in the dungeon but breaks out finds several people locked up frees half of them and finds cinderella's journal i don't know y'all i read this in march it's fine it's fine i forgive <laughs> so you I just... and and somebody took my copy so <laughs> you can't even reference the source. i can't even reference the source at the moment um but she ends up back in the ballroom with the king by the end of all of this, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's, like, basically, like, trying to kill her. But, of course, Constance shows up and is like, you touch her and I will fucking kill you. <laughs> because Constance is that bitch. And at this point, you know, kind of, Sophia and Constance are kind of... Romancing the stone. Yeah, romancing the stone. Uh, <laughs> I don't Doing know. a whole Jewel of the Nile situation <laughs> um, going on. But, um... You find out because the fairy godmother shows up, and this is where the betrayal sits in. Fairy godmother is, in fact, the mother to Charming. We're doing Shrek here. Okay? Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. She's his mommy. Okay. She's his mommy, and she's been setting up everything that he wants for him. She got him his little kingdom. She got him his little wife. And she got him all the things that he wants. Okay. Motherfucker. Including a drought. <laughs> Including a drought. Well, because that got him what he wanted, right? That did indeed get him what it I wanted. It did get him what I wanted. Um, turns out she is his mommy. Um, and he died at one point in time, and she brought him back to life. And so their life force is connected. He survives because she survives. Exactly. So the daggers need to go into them simultaneously. So their lives are connected. He steals the life force from people. That's what that bright light is that Sophia saw in her vision. Oh. This is what's happening to the women that are going to the workhouses. He is literally sucking the life out of them so that way he can remain young. That's fucked up. Yeah. So, you know, fairy godmother, of course, um, she's older. She looks older. Not like probably as old as she does look or she actually is. But she's not like sucking the life force out of people the way he is. That's how he's staying young. And we find this out because Sophia finds Liv. And Liv is old as shit. Oh. Yeah. Um, so that's what's happening to these women that don't find husbands. It's actually worse than being sent to the workhouse. I'm sure, like, there's probably a few of them that get sent. But a lot of the people that are, like, in the dungeons and shit like that, those are, like, women that are going to have, like, the life force sucked out of them or anybody that opposes him like luke like luke was down there oh. it's a whole thing um so that is the whole deal and that is actually how cinderella died too he did it to cinderella jesus christ yeah 
which actually might be what's in the journal. Now that I think about that. <laughs> You're going to Google it. I know. I, I can't um, Ultimately, I'm not 100% sure if this fairy godmother is technically on, like, his side or her own side. Um, but she's definitely not on Sophia's side. Clearly. Um, so she tries to kill Sophia. The godmother does? Fairy godmother tries to kill Sophia. Wrong motherfucking move. Let me guess. Constance from out of nowhere. That is correct. The love of my life does not fucking play around and stab that bitch. All right. Um, badass in a ball gown. A review of Cinderella's death. Yeah. A badass in a ball gown is correct. Um, actually, I really feel like badass she is wasn't definitely in Constance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Sophia is fucking amazing. But uh, Constance is the badass as far as I'm concerned. And then the king basically turns into like the mummy. From, like, the Brendan Fraser movie, The Mummy. Like, not like that Tom Cruise bullshit, whatever the fuck that was. I didn't watch that one. I didn't either. I didn't need to. I knew it was shit. Um, that man did some crazy-ass couch jumping, and I just stopped giving a fuck. Uh, it, not even that. I was like, what is this storyline? Like, I mean, also, Tom Cruise, not really a good actor. Like, I don't really know why we're obsessed with that man. I like Brendan Fraser. I do, too. I think he's a great person, and I think he's an amazing actor. He's a very sweet man. And he's got such a lovely face. He does. And I like looking at lovely faces. And a, and a like, soft demeanor. Yes. Even though he can play badass. Yeah, also, you know, I'm pretty sure him and uh, Evie are where part of the badass kink came in for me, you know? I'm telling you, like... Also, Xena, Warrior Princess. Young me, my loins, were all about some Brendan Fraser. George of the Jungle Man? He was, like, in a loincloth most of that fucking movie, and I was all about that. Yeah, I've seen some some things about George of the Jungle That's and women. That's one of my brother's favorite movies, and so I had to watch it all the time. Yeah, that was my cousin's favorite movie because he liked the monkeys. I just liked George. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um... But anyway, he turns into basically, like, the mummy. Like, Imhotep shit. Imhotep. Okay? And he's, like, trying to chase Sophia down. Because he's like, I'm going to die because my mom's dead. Like, I'm going to die. Um, But I'm going to fucking take you down with me, bitch. <laughs> Which is a crazy motherfucking thing to do. Okay? Because legitimately, did you not just watch my girl Constance murder your fucking mama... For looking at her girl wrong. Okay. Um, but this motherfucker still tries it. Um, Sophia ends up like stabbing him. Alright. Um, and then she lights his ashes on fire. Like Winchester style. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like this bitch definitely saw Supernatural. Okay. That's what I'm getting at here. Um, and she's like. Okay. Hey look. We need to release these prisoners. There's more people in the um and the dungeons and the castle is now on fire because i lit this bitch on fire like we gotta it's we gotta go (laughs) i'm yelling timber (laughs) yes so they're getting people out and as they're like congregating on the fucking lawn or whatever some dude (laughs) like fire drill gotta take attendance get out of the lawn basically some dude like posts up and it's like well i'm man i'm gonna take over i'm gonna be the king which is the wrong fucking thing to say because you know my girl constance stays fucking <laughs> strapped okay and she's like 
absolutely not motherfucker and threatens him because that's what she do yes um but basically the very end of it is like a summary of the real story of cinderella um and we find out that constance becomes the queen yeah it's now a whole better thing um and she makes everyone very equal and her and sophia are a thing and it's so cute and Aaron's I love it. like over here getting punched in the head every day. I mean, I'm pretty sure since Still? it's like equal and shit like that, they'll probably let her have a divorce. Oh, okay. I hope um, so. Because like. My bros, guess. Bros will fuck nut. It doesn't really like technically tell you that, but I would assume, right, that considering how Sophia feels about her or felt about her, that Constance would be like, yeah, okay, you can have a divorce. Yeah. But also Constance is kind of like. The thing about Constance is very stabby, very much like, um, you touch her, I'll fucking kill you. Um, I've always got like a fucking knife on me. I will fucking murder a motherfucker. But also like Sophia's like, this is what we're doing. And Constance is like, whatever okay. the fuck you want, baby, I got you. <laughs> um, so like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I adore it. It's great. It's amazing. It is a whole bunch of things that I don't normally like. Yeah, I'm surprised. And yet... It's dystopian, but it's fairy fan- tale. It's fairy... I do like fairy tales. I don't like dystopian. I don't like when things are a little bit too close to home. Um, but this is so good. It's close to home, but it's also far enough away from it that I can see why you're yeah. able to get through it. It's so good. Um, it's almost like kind of a... Um, kind of like a teenage fairy tale, Handmaid's Tale situation going on yeah, here. Kind of. Um, but I love it so much. It is so good. There are like fifteen. There are quite a few freaking quotes. million quotes that I wrote down because it is beautiful. Like this one right here, Sophia talking about her grandmother. I didn't dare tell him that once while I sat in her lap, she told me that if I ever went to the ball, I should set the palace on fire and dance on the ashes. Oh, look at what she did, though. And then she fucking did it. And then she fucking did it. Y'all. Like, I love the follow through. Yeah. It is beautiful. Um, And, like, Constance is my fucking queen. Um, And I love it. Um... I just, it's beautiful, and there's, like, so many, like, so many good quotes. Um, She literally has a page and a half of quotes. Like, literally, oh, here's one from Constance that I really liked. What makes you think you can put your hands on her? And I was like, fuck yeah, I get it. (laughs) Um, That you try to flatter me when I have a blade at your neck makes me want to slit your throat and spare the world your ignorance. Also Constance. (laughs) Like, I'm telling you, a prison is still a prison, no matter how pretty the decor Constance, like, okay, I'm not kidding. This she was would gesticulating be, wildly there this, for a second. This would be arms everywhere. This would be the love of my fu- motherfucking life, like for sure. Um, and then Sophia's got one that was pretty good. It's the I am left just as I am, and after all this time, I know it is enough. That's good. Yeah. So like, it's good shit. I really recommend it. I think people should read it. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I lent it out to somebody who is probably not going to like it because we do not like the same books is what I'm learning. Um, but I'll let you borrow it because I know you'll appreciate it. Yes, I will. When I can get to it. 
I have a quote from mine that okay. I realized when I was starting to write down my stuff, and then I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking writing this. I'm just gonna talk about it now, and then I'll talk about the other one mm-hmm. the other, next time. The very first two paragraphs. The first paragraph is one line with six words in it. The second paragraph. This is Amelia because the book starts off with Amelia. My husband doesn't recognize my face. I feel him staring at me as I drive and wonder what he sees. Nobody else looks familiar to him either, but it is still strange to think that the man I married wouldn't be able to pick me out in a police lineup. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's told you right there in the fucking It really fucking did. Yeah. And I didn't realize it until I was... I was legitimately going genius. through trying to find the word for his face blindness, the prosopagnosia. Yeah. It's probably nausea, but whatever the whatever. fuck. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. They told me. <laughs> they told me last night. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. So I think we are both giving a bit to. I don't know what the fuck happened to my brain there, but it just flew the fuck away. We both give our books, I think, two thumbs up. Uh, yeah. Cisco and Ebert over here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking read them. I know fucking I gave away do my twists, but I don't do it justice ever. So, um, I just sound like a crackhead when I tell mine. So just fucking read it. At the very least, listen or find another book by this author in this in the mystery thriller i'm sure you will get just as good of a ride as i got out of this one it was a surprising kindle like uh the like fucking kindle subscription through amazon it was free kindle unlimited that's what it's called yeah uh no read my fucking book (laughs) i mean you can read mine too but uh i mean you really need to read cinderella's it's good (laughs) shit it is good shit so yeah but you know like always we would like it if you would send us some hate mail or some love mail or hate mail is funny so hate mail podcast police you know two hours and 13 minutes of two people who like to talk to each other and think that our conversations are funny we're waiting for you to come my door is always open fight me we're not scared of you motherfuckers no she's got weapons i actually got two more for christmas and a tiara <laughs> and a tiara she will wear while kicking your ass with the samurai swords that i got for christmas for sure <laughs> and i'll sit back and laugh because i'm not i'd get cut <laughs> i'd get in the way i'm a klutz i've tripped on flat earth the other day and cut the shit out of my knee it's tragic it is. I also ripped my favorite pants. This is getting ridiculous. Okay, we've got to go. Beyondthebindingpod at gmail.com. Send us mail. Any suggestions you have for books for us to read or things you would like us to talk about. If there's maybe um, something off topic you would like us to discuss, you think we have good opinions, let us know. I don't know why you would think we have good opinions. I don't either. Other than we do. But, you know, it's just- I'm joking. All right. We love you all. All right. Bye. Bye.